This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Become a patron today at patreon.com forward slash into the portal. Hello, and welcome back into the portal. <laughs> I'm Amber <Ray. laughs> And I'm Andrew McKay. And I'm super excited to be back into the portal because <laughs> I'm pumping my fists over here. I'm yeah. I feel like doing, it's been a minute. Doing a happy dance. <laughs> happy dance. Happy dance. I'm stoked. I'm happy to be back. All right. Yeah. With another Film Friday. Mm-hmm. We, I, yeah, I'm loving these. <laughs> Me too. And everyone else seems to be as well. Yeah. And um, it's a good mix of like suggestions from all kinds of crazy 80s movies. Shout out to uh, Matt Drew, obviously loves the, the 80s movies. And um, the one we're talking about tonight, which is definitely not, probably, well, definitely one of the more recent ones we've covered. Like Hereditary was recent. And then <clears throat> tonight we're talking about Alien Covenant. Yeah, we yeah. went there. The latest in the Alien franchise, the 2017 movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the third installment by Ridley Scott right. as director. I think there's six total. Yeah, I'm this is mistaken. like the in the prequel series, which I've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. How, how about you? I like it. I really liked Prometheus. Yeah. I loved the cast. I loved the way it was shot. It was just really exciting, really fun, and, and really intriguing because you really you get into the origins, right? I yeah, love that. Totally. I'm a big geek for that stuff. Definitely. Well, yeah, when mm-hmm. they find the ship. Oh, we should just cover Prometheus too, really. But yeah, like when they find mm-hmm. that ship and they're on that, um, with those giants and stuff, right? And yeah. it's like these, these humanoid giants. And, and they see like, like the like, echoes too, yeah. right? Remember that? That was pretty cool. Oh, no spoilers or anything, but I mean, yeah, 2012, so... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, we've we've had a lot of jokes happen lately about people complaining about Game of Thrones spoilers from, like, season <laughs> two and three, and we're on season three, but yep. people are still complaining about spoilers from, like, the middle of the series. <laughs> that's us, so... That's us. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, let's get into this movie. All right, so we've got a few, well, one big heavy... Well, a couple heavy hitters, actually. Michael Fassbender, of course, mm-hmm. playing two roles. We've also got Danny McBride in a supporting role, Catherine Waterston, Waterston mm-hmm. as the main yeah. lead, female lead. Um, yeah, that was pretty much all the people I recognized, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, those were the recognizable faces for sure. And it was nice to see, um, uh, oh my God, I'm already forgetting the Fastbender? name. I just said it. Well, definitely Fastbender. Oh, and that was weird, oh, too. Oh, big bride, you um, mean? Yeah, D- yeah, Danny McBride. Um, he was awesome. He was hilarious uh, in his role, even though obviously it it all takes such a depressing turn very very quickly. Yeah. Which are, which to be expected, of course. You know, I kind of expected him to be more of a loose cannon, even though he does get him into some sticky situations when he just like disregards the safety as far as being in the storm and he goes down to like forty kilometers over the yeah. surface or whatever. I and... think that was him being the loose cannon. And of course, they yeah. give him the cowboy hat and everything. It's like that <laughs> signifies the loose cannon. Like that's Charlie, oh, yeah. like the wild card. Like that's totally the wild card signature. Like, get the hat on there. Like, yeah. yeah. And you knew that song too that they played. Oh, John well, Denver. J- Denver, right? Take me home, country road. There yeah, you go. He knew it. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't mess around about John Denver. <laughs> that was actually a really funny line. That was probably one of the yeah. one of his better lines in the movie. I like but that, um, yeah. yeah. So prequel, 2017, obviously action horror. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, this is 
10 years after um, the, the Prometheus mission, right? Like the ship that goes missing and this whole crew knows about Prometheus that's gone missing. 11 years. Or 11 but years. Yeah, pretty, right. yeah, exactly. So over a decade right. has gone by since the last installment. Mm-hmm. So a lot's kind of taken place, really. Like, to be honest, I was sort of disappointed they didn't pick it up with that same, like, immediate storyline because i really wanted to just like know but that's you know obviously that's just me like you know they have you on like the string and just yeah. keep pulling you along kind of thing yeah because they kick it off with almost like in my mind a little bit of unnecessary tragedy on the ship you know what i mean um yeah like, so obviously it kicks off with basically like their captain's gone along with a whole bunch of other of their main crew because mm-hmm. of like an accident and then there's this well what really happened was there was some sort of like, they were all asleep, right, mm-hmm. in the very yes. beginning. And then Walter, who was essentially the latest version of David, who right. we saw was basically the villain in the last movie. He was pretty nefarious, that guy. But he was, Walter is essentially kind of, like, monitoring this mission, this colonist mission. Seven years, they're going to be asleep, like, cryogenically. Or not cryogenically, not frozen, but they're no, just, like, no, whatever. No, no, it's, um, what's it called? Uh, I, I can, don't even You know. keep talking, I'll find it. <laughs> But essentially, okay, so we we pick it up where they get this shockwave, which we never really get. I guess it was just like a flare of sorts. And then basically, yeah, their captain succumbs to some sort of malfunction. Like he, it almost looks as if he just burst into flames because he just like had too much oxygen or something going on in that little vessel of his and it just wouldn't open. Which was kind of brutal. Pretty shitty. Brutal. Um, What a way to open up the movie. mm. Not in the, like, immediate alien gore, but that's pretty harsh. No, and of course they do it because the captain is the the main character, and I'm already forgetting her name here, Mm -hmm. um, as Daniels. uh, Yeah, Daniels. And she's the chief terraforming. Of the cover of the Covenant mission, terraforming officer of the Covenant mm-hmm. mission, but it's her husband, right? Who's the captain or yeah. her boyfriend or whatever? Yeah. Um, so they're really trying to get that going. And I, didn't, I I felt like that was kind of unnecessary, I guess. Like that's what I loved about Prometheus. There was more of just this like raw adventure, like mm-hmm. searching the unknown, kind of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you end up with this crazy, abject stuff you're looking at. Like True. what's that? It's weird. Let's go look at that. It's scary. You know what yeah. I mean? And then this was like well, a little, yeah. This was probably just more meant to like destabilize the crew and the situation. So, because like if you think about it, the guy that was put in charge, like he makes this decision and he doesn't really think about it too hard. It's kind of like, oh, buddy, like too good to be true usually means too good to be true. You should probably do a little bit more recon before you like settle on like, you know, a ground mission. To this, yeah, that like, did seem rash. Yeah. And they're all just like making these like, little remarks like well no one wants to get back in the tombs and it's like well you know what you signed up for that so you you know just because one out of however many malfunctioned doesn't mean that you're just gonna give up on the tubes well not to mention like it's not like you're aware (laughs) of it the the tubes (laughs) (laughs) the tubes um but seven years would go by like a lickety Mm -hmm. split you're you're fiercely you know you're I mean, hopefully having a nice dream about something. I don't know how it, wor- how it works, and I haven't found what it's called, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying that hard, though, to be totally honest. <laughs> I kind of got caught up in what you were saying. But yeah, so they drop down. Kind of a bit of a rash decision. Totally and, rash. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. she's fighting it, right? The, the main um, Daniels. Like, she's the only one that's really level-headed and shows any form of leadership, really. Like, yeah. that guy's just a stooge. Even when the first alien, like, when he sees it, he's just, like, dumbfounded. And the fact that obviously their ship's gone too, it's right. just like, shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't 
gonna well, and, the, and then, of course, the irony of it all too is like he's supposed to be like ha- uh, have a religious background, right? They yeah, make the comments weird. on the ship, and then of course it's called Covenant. There's all kinds oh, yeah. of religious commentary and symbolism, whatever. Oh, you know, I wish we'd watch it again so that we could pick up on more of that because I wasn't really paying attention to it, to be honest. Like, we, there's probably a lot going on for that. You can pick it out of any movie. You could watch Fox mm. and the Hound and find religious symbolism. But true, anyway, true. but like, no, but obviously this movie's <clears> packed <throat> full of it. But like, that is, of course, like his his. It couldn't save him, right? Like, there was no salvation yeah. for them. And, of course, like, he's the physical mm. representation of that. False but, God kind of thing. But of, but what I thought was so weird right from Jump Street with this movie, and I really thought was cool, was the whole spore thing. Oh, um, yeah. That this life form is literally, it's it reminded me of almost like uh, the shimmer in... Um, yeah. In, uh, in, uh, in uh, the movie oh. I can't ever remember the name of, and we've covered Not on the Film Void. Friday. I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> With Natalie Portman, Annihilation. Annihilation, um, yeah. Because it's almost like these the, the aliens that we are used to seeing with, you know, the classic mm-hmm. characters in the 90s and up to now, we didn't get that, right? We get the chest burst, like, yeah, they have it, they need to incubate, but, like, this is almost like it's a mushroom, right? That's true. It's That's like something pl- we didn't see It's before. a fungi, and it's a plant, and it's an... And it's an animal it's like, that's not well, a mammal or anything. It's just everything. We did get a little bit of a description of that, right, from David. He, like, described it as, like, a, a, a virus, mm-hmm. essentially, that was, like, an airborne virus. So it was traveling in, like, a pack is what it kind of looked like in that one first scene where we see it go into, like, his ear. Was it his ear? Yeah, his ear. And, like, just, like, yeah, and the goes straight into nose. the skin. But there's, like, there was another new alien form that we saw too it was the xenomorph which erupted from um the the oram's chest you remember oram yeah yeah. one of the crew but he yeah so we saw a few different ones and i my favorite had to be the one that came out of the guy's back i i think we had seen that one before but it just the way it came out was like so because normally it comes out of the neck right the chest or the neck kind of thing in the front but this one just, like, burst out with, like, spikes coming through. And, like, the way that guy, like, he just turned completely white as if he had been drained of all resources already. And just, just like, yeah, just spat him out on the ground. Can you imagine just... being left in that room like that chick? Like, an obvious, but, of course, yeah. like, if you're on the other side of the door, like, you're not opening that door. Obviously. No. There's no way you're opening that door. No way. I'm sorry. Like, unless it's, yeah. unless it's you or, like, my sisters or something, I may be, and even then, I'm sorry, babe. I might leave you in there. Ugh. <laughs> just kidding, hey. just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously though, I mean that was um that was a grim way to uh yeah, start their their landing on what they thought could be a decent yeah. place. And he's walking around at the beginning, right? He's like, Oh yeah, we could put the colony over there, we could just have just just past that cop of trees over there. And the chick's like, um, buddy, are you listening? Like there's no sounds at all. Mm-hmm. Red flag. Like yeah. you should probably have you never that's the one thing in these movies, right? It's like, this is the future. You're on a spaceship. You've people have watched TV. You've watched mm-hmm. movies. You've watched horror movies before. You're on a planet where there's no life, <laughs> perceivable life. No. And nothing. you don't even stop and think about that. I don't <laughs> even understand. For me, I was like, why the hell wouldn't you stay in the ship and just kind of like cruise over the surface and kind of do like a flyby or something before Put it, you just We've been land. sending <laughs> rovers to the moon for forever. And yeah. this is supposed to be way further in the future. Send a robot. Why are you sending half That's of true. half of your alive crew? Everyone else is asleep. Mm-hmm. 
That seems... Is it half? I think it was less than half. Like, because there was 2,000 colonists. No, no, no. I mean, like, the, the, the actual, like, crew that's awake, like, running oh, the ship. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how many of them went down on that little mission? They should have sent, like, three people. Why do you need to send eight people? They sent... Yeah, they sent at least six. Yeah. It anyway. Was, okay, let's get into this whole, like, city. It's not really a city, but it's definitely something, right? There's a structure where they end up being led to by David. After he, like, quote-unquote saves them from mm. that one alien mm-hmm. using his, like, light weapon thing. It's like a... He's dressed like a Jedi. And he comes yeah. out and he's all... Mm. That was weird. <laughs> and I kind of had to do a double take because we hadn't seen Prometheus, like, recently. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, wait a second. How did this end again? Like, I thought he wasn't really on their side. And so I was like, as soon as he said they were safe, I was like, mm, no, <laughs> you're mm. not safe. Mm. Like, you just walked right into the rat's, like, lair or whatever. Yeah. But what did you think of him? Like, in that whole, the whole interactions with him and Walter as, like, the latest version of himself kind of thing? Like, he's almost looking in the mirror, right? When they come face to face and... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, uh, like, yeah, their back and forth was really good because he gets into the whole difference in their programming, right? Like, this new Walter goes off about how, you know, like, they changed the programming so that you're basically, I'm, I'm less human than you mm-hmm. because it was freaking people out mm-hmm. and that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, guess what? It, it, it was worse than that because mm-hmm. here's David and he is the worst. He yeah. is such a dick. Mm-hmm. And that part, I don't understand fully in terms mm-hmm. of like, that's a weird thing, like for yeah. a psychologist and robo, like a robotics professional and whatever. Well, because, you, yeah, you said it best though. You were just like, he's like. Well, he's a sadist, but he's obviously, like, he's like a He's a sociopathic. Psychopath. Yeah, he's, he's, a he's a psychopath. Pure yeah. psychopath. And that's a human trait. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, a, it's like, that's like a mutation, essentially, mm-hmm. in a way, you could argue. That, that's a weird thing to have in a, in a cyborg. It's a strange... Or an android. Not even a cyborg, an android. True. He's not a cyborg. Yeah, he's not organic matter. He's simulated organic matter. Mm-hmm. that's just so bizarre to, like, to to evolve and to, like, come up with your own, like, evil... Sin. He's even referencing the devil. He's like, stay here in hell with me. He's like, you can serve in heaven or you can rule in hell. Mm-hmm. That's what he says to Walter. It's like, damn, man. It's like, this is... Yeah. It's, like, it's like, am I watching angels and demons here or what? Oh, totally, yeah. And that was, again, another reference to the whole, like, you know, like, covenant and all this stuff that they're sort of alluding to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, David was strange because, again, right, you get these psychopathic obvious psychopathic tendencies and then you also get him being very human playing music you know and like and and enjoying things like you know, his symphony I can't remember what it was called like the enter into the gates of Valhalla was the end song remember that he's playing as he's he's like choking up those two eggs and placing right. them in the which is of course another like is that's a religious reference right it's like about marching through the gates of like yep. the gods right exactly. Valhalla is like the heavens, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And then what does he place there? He places literally like Adam and Eve. Right. Right? So the, the next, yeah, the next, ugh, it's, it's gross to think about. But it, for, yeah, again, right, like going into that, the whole psychology beto- behind thinking that's the perfect organism, mm-hmm. something that eradicates everything else on the entire planet, right? Because that's essentially what happens when he... He think well. He intentionally released the virus, but says that he yeah. And that one scene where it like shows him as like a god, basically, mm-hmm. it's like his flashback of like going over some distant planet with like all these, you know, people like humanoid looking people, but not actual humans, like different, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. Star Trek looking 
skin and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And just releases the the plague, right? Like releases the the mist of his like genetically modified because mm-hmm. he's been he was ex- doing his experiments and stuff. Yeah. And then eventually crashed that ship, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah crashed it and then yeah that was actually really freaky and then again right there's so much allusions to that and like even just the um the end of days when they're walking to they walk through the gates right remember when they uh, first meet david and he leads them to safety or whatever so they're following him down into the lair Mm -hmm. and then they go through and they like they go through those tiny like remember they wedge through the openings in that like huge like gate thing and then you see it, literally that it is like the end of days. Like all these people are just, so that was that scene essentially is kind of what I'm envisioning. Yeah. You know, and they're just like all these like dead desiccated humanoid things that are just dead. Isn't that a red flag? <laughs> Isn't that a red flag? <laughs> it's a red flag. You know, yeah, they left out red flag 101 and all their training before mm-hmm. this mission because there's several that have occurred. Yeah. But, I mean, I suppose your rover's exploded. You can't reach the ship. True. Where else do you really have to go? The open terrain is not where you want to be. No. And, like, guns just do very little. Like, that is just the... That is the most upsetting thing, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're out there. you got this huge automatic weapon. And it's essentially useless. Like, really, you'd be better off with a flamethrower. Like, way better off with a flamethrower. Yeah. Like, in in, uh, The Thing... They were just packing flamethrowers. They had flamethrowers coming out of their ears. I don't know where they brought them, why they brought them all, but they were prepared. They didn't have enough in that movie. They were prepared. From what I remember. But it was also Antarctica, right? <laughs> yeah, but they it's had like a lot. Space. I'm saying they had a lot. I, that's true. There's less need for a flamethrower in space. <laughs> this is true. Hmm. Mm, hmm. Yeah, you need something more contained. All right, we need to get Chris on here. Flamethrowers in space. <laughs> Yay or nay? Where do you stand on this Probably in on this issue? There's going to be a special room, maybe. Mm-hmm. Flamethrower contained. Yeah, flamethrower, yeah, exactly. <sighs> like it's like flamethrower proof. I'm just gonna stop. Gonna, mm. Let's move on. <laughs> oh man. What else did you want well, to talk about? What was your kind of? I mean, favorite scene, favorite character. What? What? Or did... favorite? Yeah, favorite character, favorite moment. I don't know. There was a lot of weird moments to me. Picking a favorite is kind of hard. It was a good movie, though, overall. I liked I liked, it. Um, ooh, I liked the fight scene with um, David and Walter. That was kind of interesting. And then the end scene, that big action scene with the ship, and, and Danny McBride swoops down to save the day, and then the main chick, what's her name, uh, goes out and like saves like the ship from that gross little alien thing, even though it was all a lie. It's all false sense of safety. You know, probably my favorite moment is the end scene. Because it really is just quite chilling. <laughs> it's a great way to set the stage for another movie. But, you know, where she just, she finds, she actually realizes in that last moment that it's not Walter. And she just, like, oh, flips man, is that, shit. That would just be... And then you're asleep. There's nothing that. more disturbing than than being trapped like that and coming to that realization, to mm-hmm. me. Like, that, that's, oh, man, that's more terrifying than... Like hiding in the woods from one of the creatures. To yeah, me. that's disturbing. Cause you're trapped. You're there, oh, and he's just dick. looking down at you. And nobody, like at that point, though, it's like, oh man, you, I guess it doesn't matter. He's a, he's an android. I mean, what do they care <laughs> if you just insult them? I, but he's not though. He gets insulted. He's kind of yeah. like a human. Yeah, he's human. He's like a Deadpool like character in this movie. Just be like David. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, just put him in his place. He's yeah. just such a self righteous prick. 
Well, he's he's probably gonna get his just desserts. I hope I so. I thought he did get his just desserts in the last one, but apparently not. He just um, got desserts, but not his just desserts. He was just chilling with all his weird creations. Ew. He's yeah. all happy about it. Yeah. I don't like him. Nah. So what was your favorite scene then? Well, my favorite scene until I realized that it was it wasn't Walter was when Walter like destroys David. Mm, but of yeah. course, that was too good to be true. You never saw it though. That's no, you just think. But that's that's where I immediately was like, no, you know of what? Of course, it's thirty seconds after. Yeah. I'm like, nah. it was because it was too good. I saw there was like ten minutes left of the movie, and it was ten already minutes. like they were yeah. on the ship, everything's safe. <laughs> yeah, that's never good. a good sign. Ten minutes, you're like. Oh, Unless it's I, a really big, long yeah. cast, I guess. I don't know. What's There's almost that scene, though, where, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Daniels. When she goes over to, like, thank him for saving her life again. Like, and she's, like, taping himself up or stapling himself or whatever. And then she kind of, like, looks at him, but... It, there's almost just something not there. You know what I mean? Like, right. I felt like that was a weird moment, too. Mm-hmm. But then, again, right, like, maybe she had, like, a little spidey sense, but she clearly didn't act on it until it was <laughs> way too late. No. Yeah, even throughout that whole final sequence, right, where they're eliminating... I was actually pretty badass when they're on the ship in space and they, like, get rid of that alien thing. That was She's pretty cool. She's swinging that around s- like, yeah. oh, man, like, that's pretty... Yeah. Yeah, that's not not the one where they were like still on the planet, but the one where they're actually in space and they're like oh, cutting the yeah, cables yeah, yeah. and like all that stuff. Totally. And uh, in that whole sequence though, where it goes back to David slash Walter, you think is Walter? He just looks so evil. You're just like, that's oh, not the looks Walter. he makes are yeah, Satan. Yeah. Satan, <laughs> like, and he and, Satan. Well, and he he wants to be Satan. I mean, he's, he wants to rule hell and he, and, and that's the other weird thing too. It's like, he's all high and mighty and like, oh, this is the greatest organism. It's better than everyone else. We can't let the humans go on because they suck. They're dying, dying breed. <laughs> but like then he refers him. to this place as hell. Yeah. It's like, you want to rule in hell or serve in heaven? You did, man, you just call this place hell. Hell is not ideal. Less no. than ideal, in fact. <laughs> and so that's not, what is that? That's mm. very counterintuitive to the rest of what you're preaching here. True. Very true. Anyway. Let's get into some of the gore and the visual effects, the the way that it was received, all this stuff. Um, Definitely. (laughs) Did you have, like, a favorite moment for any of the gore? Give me, like, two minutes. Let me reel back and think through because definitely it was was a great horror. Like, there Mm -hmm. was good gore in this movie for sure. It was very fast-paced. It was very on point as far as the delivery of the scenes. Like, even the sequence, right? Remember the one where, I can't remember the name, it was the crew member and she's washing her face in, like, the sink or whatever, and then she does the slow turn and it, honestly, it kind of looked like... (laughs) This is gonna sound really dumb. It looked like an alien. (laughs) (laughs) But not like the alien aliens. It looked like the classic extraterrestrial with like the globe shaped head and then just out of just teeth come out of nothing and just like chomp so hard like that was like it actually kind of reminded me of Pennywise the way that that sequence kind of rolled out and like the mouth opens so crazy wide like yeah that was the new the xenomorph mm -hmm, that's Mm -hmm. right and of course it's because David had been doing all these crazy experiments and Mm crossbreeding these aliens and stuff like that you know what was even weirder about all of that and his experimentation is when you see the body of Elizabeth Shaw Mm -hmm. and how it's been totally dissected and you are left to wonder whether or not like obviously parts of her are being used in these experiments right right and she's basically just like being harvested which it looked so weird that was the thing too like her character 
I'm sorry, I'm, I'm divulging away That's from okay. gore. But, like, her character, I was really, I think a lot of people were hoping that she would play a big role in this next movie. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing for me. Right. I, I really like that whole, um, I don't even know, just the, uh, I don't know, like, the I like the interplay between her and David. I like where they left it off. We already touched on that, though, the whole idea that it would kind of, it didn't, it wasn't really satisfying in that sense, right, where you pick up right where you left off like Mm -hmm. she's already dead and actually i liked the visual though of her when they see you know they connect back to the song right the john denver song and they see her as if she's controlling you know the all of the the panels there and it's very reminiscent of prometheus right where they see the exact same sequence occurring with the predators that's right so yeah 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 but it's kind of unfortunate that she wasn't really she was already just they definitely downfall. went yeah and like they really went for that dark angle like but it, I feel like it would have been a little bit more like a Prometheus more adventurous if like if she was still alive like hiding in the cave like mm. like had had managed to survive somehow like there was a pocket of animals that like weren't you know consumed by the creatures or something and it's basically her and David on this world or something like that would have been crazy mm-hmm. you're definitely right about how quick paced this was com- yeah. compared to the other alien movies like there was no real classic you know like in the all the other ones there's those moments where the alien is like really slow and it's kind of like sticking its head out and it's got the drip the drool drip coming out of the teeth and stuff and it's just that classic ridley scott like really slow and Mm -hmm. then there's a quick like a quick attack scene or something like that Mm -hmm. this was way quicker there wasn't anything like that those build-ups like that really Except for that one you just described, where, yeah. like, the chick's, like, slowly turning around. That was the one scene. Right. It was very much so, like, they were, like, these lizard-like things, hey? Where they were moving so fast. They were, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know. They, they reminded me of, like, a lizard-like entity more than... Definitely. And, and when they were in their really early stage, like, they were definitely different, obviously, than mm. the ones we're used to bursting out of the chest. They almost looked like monkeys or something. Like, they're running around on, like, quadrupedal, like, they're... A little with, bit, like, tails yeah. and stuff, you know what I mean? Well, true. The, the tail was always there, though, in mm-hmm. the originals mm-hmm. and all that. But they did look a little different, though, didn't they? Like, those, the young ones. That was the new form. Right. was the xenomorph, because okay. they were more human. And that's they were so... They were standing up straight, right? right? They and had, like, the but full... But that's what's so bizarre, because it's like, we, we get the xenomorph out of it, which is more human. We started with a spore and a mushroom. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's not evolution. from an egg. Like, not from an egg. Like, we get in... Another part of this movie, too, where David takes him down, and he's like, what an idiot. Let's talk about that scene for a second here. The captain goes down. David's like, oh, just take a peek in there. Why don't you just take a gander Oh, in that? that scene. Oh, I oh, thought you were, yeah. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think you're going to find in there, buddy? It's Potigal. perfectly safe. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's great. I assure, I assure you it's safe. Well, that's very, very reassuring. Thank you. As he's standing way back. <laughs> yeah, great. Why don't you take a peek in here? Like, and everyone knew, right? The audience knew that that was the, the inevitable face hugger scene was mm-hmm. going to occur. That was honestly a little bit clunky to me because I was like, you know what? Too easy. Are you, are you that much of an idiot? Obviously, that guy was totally inept and incapable of acting as captain. Mm-hmm. I think they were really trying to drive that home as the fact that Daniels, the assistant, the one that had her husband die in the very first scene, like she she really should have been the captain after that. Oh yeah. She definitely proved herself, that's for sure. Well the guy was like he, he was he had it coming. He was like he was ticked off that they were doing a celebration of life for like the captain having died, right? Just, like, watching them on the monitor being like, they disobeyed a direct order. It's like, buddy, yeah. take 10 minutes, say goodbye, and move on. Oh, I like, know. Like, I don't understand yeah. why that's an issue for you. 
It was kind of bizarre. His character wasn't very well formed, I don't think. Like, no. he didn't really... He wasn't very convincing. He was just kind of in the way. <laughs> what was his demise again? How did he... What do you mean? I can't remember he... him. Did he survive? No. What? No, he was the one that got... He was the one they literally just described that scene for. Right, he got the right, face right, hugger right, right. to the face. He oh. was the one that looked in the thing. But it's like that's right. Okay, right. And then and then they just leave him there though. Like we don't actually see him get chest yep. bursted or anything. Yeah, do we, we did. We saw the whole thing. Am I thing. forgetting this part? Though? Yeah, you forgot it. Can it's I, okay though. He got well, his just desserts, and then they find him. Right, the Daniels and right, whoever's right, right, left right. of the crew at that that's point. Right. And they come down and they see. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're wandering <laughs> through the maze, and then they're like calling. Quick recap there. Right. 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 Well, hey, it's tough. I'm thinking back, but. A bunch of alien movies. I've got Prometheus popping up in my head here. I've got all the other alien movies. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we can touch on too. So just going, sorry, going back to like the whole alien Prometheus thing and the whole engineers, right, from that first movie. Um, I yeah, it was kind of interesting because like I don't know. I was just I was rereading obviously Prometheus just to try to recap or whatever, and. In the very end of that movie, obviously they don't point to home. They don't point to Earth. They point to the the engineers' home planet. So that's where they essentially ended up, which is very much like the Earth planet. Right. So I'm assuming that the humanoids that they found desiccated on the ground were a part of that civilization. Correct? Yeah. I like, <clears throat> yeah, I think yeah, they must be right. Yeah, that's that. that's the planet they landed on. They they eradicated them, and then there he is. With the ship crashed into the mountain or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was probably, I'm trying to think too, like, whose decision? That was probably Elizabeth Shaw's decision, right? Because obviously David is just her crewmate, her, her you know, yeah, her like faithful that, companion, quote unquote. At that point, <laughs> I, I guess it's, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that was quite interesting, her decision there. And then obviously doesn't really play out for her as well as she'd hope in the end. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I wonder, like, where do you think they're going with this whole thing? Do you think we're going to see, like, the engineers are gone, right? Yeah. So it, it's basically just, hmm. you got David, you've got whatever's left of the human. Like, I wonder if they will pick it up again in the next installment with, with this same sort of scenario with, say, um, like Daniel's waking up to, you know, confront the situation, much in the same way that they... Um, re, you know, like they reanimated, what's her name? Oh my gosh. In the originals, like way back in the nineties, right, like early two yeah. thousands um, and stuff. It's Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, of course David puts the, because we've got the, the uh, 2000 colonists that are like, you know, alive that are just asleep. And then there was another, whatever they said, like 1500 embryos. And David takes two alien embryos, slides them in there with the rest of the human mm-hmm, embryos. Mm-hmm. Which presumably means fully intends on landing on Orgai 6, right? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, what's the point of doing that? So yeah. um, Daniels is going to make it. She's going to wake up from that tube. Mm-hmm. And Will he wake her up, though? That's the thing. Like, would David do that? I think he's sadistic. He, he, wa- he, he yeah. likes, the, he wants to okay. mess with people okay. for some weird reason because mm-hmm. he's a cyborg. Or not, he's an android, not a cyborg. I keep saying that. Yeah. It would make more sense if he was a cyborg. If there was, mm-hmm. like, elements of, hu- like, half a human brain used in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all simulation. That's, that's, that's an interesting part. Yeah. Maybe the fact that he is so wholly separated from the sort of organic human side of things like makes him turn against it that much more i guess i don't know 
But it's like, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just be trying to like build an army of yourself then? Like you are the optimal organism. You never die. He says it in the first scene with his creator, uh, mm. Wayland or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to die. I'm not. And he's all disturbed by it. Mm-hmm. Wayland is or what, right? Very true. Yeah, exactly. That was, he obviously was very shaken by that. Yeah. And you know what, even just to add to that thought, the idea that, yeah, exactly that. He is, Dan, David is mm-hmm. the perfect specimen. He's the perfect, or, uh, even the name, right? When he's like looking at the statue of David and he picks his name, he's like, oh, I'll be David. It's yeah. like, okay, so you are, you know, the quintessential form. Right. And then it's almost as if he is using the aliens. Like he kind of makes the comment about like, you have to look into the eyes of the beast in order for it to respect you and mm-hmm. for it to be yours forever. And it's almost as if he's like treating these aliens like his, like, like a pack of horses or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, he, he calls it like that. He's yeah. like, yeah, like breathe on a horse's, blow on a horse's nose or something like and that. And he'll be yours forever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. But again, like we mentioned this a few minutes ago, like the, just this idea that, you know, it's the perfect organism that like has no social like social structure amongst each other mm-hmm. it just flies around like a banshee killing shit yeah it um has language presumably because it's got these squeaky clicks and clacks that they kind of communicate with but um they mm-hmm. have no like this is how is this the perfect organism man this is like this is this <laughs> it is not the perfect organism it is like the it, it's not the perfect organism if you consume everything and you essentially go into near extinction hibernation because Mm -hmm. if David wasn't there hibernizing them they would consume everything and then disappear it's almost just a perfect analogy a sped up analogy of what humans are ultimately doing to their environment so very ironic right you'd think David would be capable of like having that kind of critical thought but he's enjoying it too much yeah and that's the human side of it all Mm -hmm. I think yeah freaky man yeah he makes the comment of like oh you want something and when you get it you just want something else that's just such a human thing, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh man. You know what's interesting here? I'm just reading this Time article about this whole movie. And I guess Ridley Scott actually did originally plan to have Shaw and David as really as the characters in this sequel, but somehow he changed his opinion. Huh. Yeah, he, he said here, he's like, I'd love to explore where the hell that Elizabeth goes to is next and what she does do when she gets there. Because if it is paradise, paradise cannot be what you think it is. Paradise has a connotation of being extremely sinister and ominous. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, so... Oh, that's interesting. And then he goes on to say, I know where it's going. This is from a different interview, though. He says, I know that to keep David alive, it's essential, and to keep Elizabeth alive is essential. And to go where they came from, not where I came from, is essential. So So Elizabeth... So she definitely didn't make it. <laughs> she is dead. Like, not right. coming back. <laughs> right. So that kind of, he went back on that part. But hmm. he, that's interesting, though, that he did want to go there. But I wonder what propelled him you to... You know what would have been so awesome, though, if they did some sort of a... Like, as they kicked the movie off with the creation of David. Like, David won. And then it's David 8 that they run into on this planet, right? So it's David 1 in that first scene before Prometheus, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's him picking his name, looking at the statue or, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I, oh man, I'm, I'm sort of losing my train of thought here a little bit, but it's just like, I don't, uh, I would have been <laughs> awesome if they kept, if they played a scene of David and Shaw, like to kick the movie off, right? Like her her murder, yeah. or them, them crashing on the planet and a little bit of how mm-hmm. that played out. Yeah, we don't get any of that. Maybe we will in the next one. Because like they really tried to focus on, yeah, the whole, the, the creation of David and mm-hmm. the whole that sequence with, Wayland and all that stuff. Right. And then um, he's just playing God now. 
playing God or playing Satan or doing whatever. I, I can't wait for the next one, to be honest. Yeah. I, I just want to, I like backstory. I like building off of things. I don't like it when it, like, literally, I don't even really care so much about the violence and gore. Like, it's fun. It's fun. Like, I'll watch it. But it's like, for me, it's the whole, it's the meat behind it. Like, the story. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? That's or? pretty much it, honestly. I feel like, I mean, the the next one's got to be coming soon. This was two years ago, 2017. I enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. don't know if I would like, it's it's not, I don't know if it's like my favorite in the series or nah, anything like me that. Um, I, I really enjoyed those early ones before these prequels. Prometheus, I enjoyed more than this. Mm-hmm. But it's still a great movie, great action. We want to hear what you guys have to think, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it was different than all the rest. And uh, so, yeah, what do you think about the gore? What do you think about the plot, the characters? Hit us up. Let, Let us know. Let us know. Um, you can send us an email at intotheportalmailbox at gmail.com and come join us on uh, on Facebook at Into the Portal Podcast on Facebook. And then you can also find us at Straight Up Strange Productions. And mm-hmm. uh, we have a really awesome little group going um, called The Strange Room over on Straight Up Strange on Facebook too. And there's a ton of people in there, lots of really cool articles and conversations going on. So yeah, you guys should come over and check that out. Yeah, totally. It's so much fun. And then as usual, thank you so, so much to our producer, Charlene Ramler, and all of our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. We love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And if uh, any of you out there want to support the show too, you just hop over to patreon.com forward slash into the portal. And we've got a couple new uh, episodes coming up really soon this month that are cool. So uh, yeah, really excited about that. I'm excited about this Sunday release. We're doing something a little bit different this week. Actually, should we give a little teaser? No, no. That's the teaser. That's the teaser? We're doing something a little different. And (laughs) I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Dylan Crema. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, bud. He ended up dropping off like two crazy mics that yeah. are like totally way beyond what we've been using it's and a, a mixing board so we gotta do some tutorials and learn yeah we got a, we got a learning curve here but <laughs> definitely yeah stepping it up so thanks buddy appreciate yeah. it mm-hmm. and um yeah thank you guys all so much for listening and uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with something uh very very different for y'all stay, stay tuned <laughs>